Welcome to The Hive. I'm Beth, the Honeybee Health Coach, bringing you information and education on chronic diseases in a way everyone can understand. Let's get to it. As always, while I am a nurse, I am not your nurse or part of your personal medical team. This program is for informational purposes only and shall not be construed as medical advice. The information is not intended or implied to replace professional medical treatment, advice, and or a diagnosis. Always consult with your own care team. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Honeybee Health Coach. Hope everybody is doing well. It's a little chilly in my office this evening as I'm recording this. So for those who are watching on YouTube, I have a long sleeve shirt on, um, but it's still like 110% humidity outside for me. So unfortunately, no opening the windows quite yet for us. Today, we're going to talk about meal planning. Um, certainly, there's a lot of people who have a love or hate relationship with meal planning. Sometimes it might be both. So just something to consider with meal planning and how you approach your food choices at home and away. As the saying goes, with anything, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. When we put this in the context of diabetes, blood sugar management, chronic diseases, when you fail to plan to appropriately have good nutrition in your diet, in your life, you then plan to have flare-ups. You plan to have problems. You plan to have all of these negative consequences. So looking towards the positive and what you can do, let's take a peek at meal planning. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be intense. It can be very relaxing for some people, and it can help with that constant question of, hey, what's for dinner? So looking at just some of the benefits of meal planning, in addition to planning for that success and increasing the likelihood of the healthy choices, it does help with learning portion control. As you plan meals and you determine how much of your protein to fix, how much of your vegetables to fix, it does help reinforce a better portion control. And then as you go to a restaurant and you look at this massive dish in front of you, you are better able to appropriately eat a reasonable portion and then put the rest into a take-home sack should you choose. But by having those daily reinforcements of a more moderate portion when you are presented with these extreme portions, you are able to recognize it better. Certainly, we've talked a lot about eating healthy and helping with the blood sugar control through food. 
And therefore, as you plan, you can make those adjustments. When those blood sugars drop, you're more inclined to eat whatever you can get the fastest. It might be a fast food joint, might be candy at the convenience store. So by helping to plan both your meals and your snacks, you can eliminate these spur of the moment decisions. You have a more balanced and healthy option with you or on the table. It's packed with much more nutrients, better fiber, better protein. And it helps us to be more consistent. The next thing, saving time. Certainly there's a lot of people who will argue that meal planning takes time, takes energy. However, on the flip side, if you don't know what you're fixing, how long are you spending each day trying to think of what you're fixing, trying to inventory what's in your fridge, what's in your freezer, and then having to go look and dig for things. So while taking 30 minutes at the beginning of the week might, quote, take time, how much time are you saving every day when you don't have to make those decisions? How much time are you saving in the grocery store when you are only looking for specific items as opposed to perusing every aisle and trying to determine what feels good at the moment? It can also save you some of the hassle of the cleanup and issues like that um, because you've prepared and you can consider what uses the least amount of dishes as opposed to haphazardly throwing things together. Another one that's, you know, definitely big given our current economy is saving money. Um, everybody wants to save money and meal planning is an effective way to do that. When you skip spending money out at restaurants and you have the opportunity to buy fresh things for home, you can save a whole bunch of money by skipping some of those splurge items, by skipping those impulse buys, whether at the grocery store or say through a fast food. A 2018 Forbes article that I will link in the show notes compared the average cost per serving of preparing around 80 dinner dishes at home to the cost per serving of that same dish purchased at a restaurant. It costs five times more to order that dish at a restaurant. Okay, so it costed, this was a 2019 comparison, 2018 comparison. So definitely there may be some variations in this, but five times more at that point to order that dish from a restaurant than to cook it at more at home. Meal kits, they also looked at. Meal kits weren't quite as expensive as a restaurant, but they were still about three times the cost of a restaurant. So something to consider as you look at those options. As we think about food waste, you know, definitely that's one of the proponents for those meal kits because you get only what you need in those boxes. However, there's still some issues with that. When you are grocery shopping and preparing these meals at home, you can buy what you need. Um, definitely as you go through your fresh produce and so forth like that, you can pick one onion, you can pick, you know, one of what you need. 
other stuff that, you know, you may have to purchase extra of, you can then incorporate into additional meals that week. Perhaps your recipe only calls for half an onion. So you can save that other half of the onion for maybe Thursday night's dinner. And you can plan for that as opposed to the meal kits who may send you a full onion and you then throw away the other half. So you just need to consider what you're making and it just takes a little bit of time to, you know, plan that out to where you can avoid that, that food waste. So as you think about getting started, really grab a pencil, grab a paper, go through in your head, your list of favorite meals, typing out a, you know, kind of go-to list of meals that you enjoy and keeping inside of a notebook or whatever you're using to plan can help you for some of those ideas. As you look through cookbooks, maybe you can get some magazines from your library, some of the eating well or cooking light and consider what other meals and recipes you might get from some of those publications. Certainly there's lots of recipe books out there. And if you have a certain method of cooking, such as a slow cooker, or in, in the summertime, perhaps you do a lot of grilling, you can get cookbooks that have just those preparation types. And as far as meal planning in itself, um, I have a handy dandy little meal planner that I really enjoy. This is from Lime Life Planners, and that's a, a small women-owned business, and I get a, a number of their different types of planners and notebooks. I uh, will link them in the show notes as well, so you can find the, the meal planner there. Uh, but I find that this is just so easy for me to write out uh, what we are eating and then it, I can make a grocery list as well as determine my cost per meal. So for those who are, are watching this on YouTube, as opposed to listening on the podcast, you can see that I've got the name of the meal. I've got the cost as I put everything into my Walmart grocery and order everything there. I live in a very rural location. Walmart's 30 minutes away. Anything else is an hour. So Walmart's my uh, the easiest for me to do my, my meal planning through. But then I can do a cost analysis of what everything I'm getting. So this pizza mac and cheese that I made the one night, you know, it cost $9. It fed five people. Um, a grilled chicken wrap. It says it cost $14. Again, that's feeding three to four people. So it really helps me break it down. And then this becomes the list that I enter into the grocery app. And I can easily put all these things in, double check that I have all my ingredients, get the couple of miscellaneous extras, the butter, the milk, those kind of things. And then I'm done. I don't have to spend all the time shopping in the store and I don't have to be tempted by any of those extra things. 
Certainly, if you're looking for somebody to help you with those meal plans, um, there's a number of different organizations that now offer meal prep services in addition to the boxes that you can get with your ingredients. Places like Pampered Chef um, and Epicure have different kits that you can buy for meals. I'm a big fan of Epicure. It's originally um, out of Canada. They came into the U.S. a couple of years ago. And it is a direct sales, um, just like Pampered Chef or anything else. But it, I feel that it has a lot of wholesome ingredients. They also have a very large list of things that they exclude. So there's no gluten in any of their products. While that doesn't necessarily affect my family, I have friends that it does. They exclude the peanuts. There's no peanuts in their stuff. So that does affect my family because we do have a peanut allergy in the home. So I feel better about those products coming in and they do have a little getting started to where they do have some of their meal plans set out for you. So you can choose these different things. They keep their stuff low sodium. They keep it low sugar. So it really makes me feel better about what I'm offering my family and also gives me a better framework as I do my meal plans with the seasoning kits and so forth like that. They uh, do have auto ship boxes that you can sign up for as well to where you get a, a kit each month with a selection of dinners. And then you just need to add the, the fresh ingredients to that. So it does make it very convenient for that. I can drop my link for that in the, the show notes as well. Full disclosure, I do get a small commission if there's any purchases made from my Epicure link. Typically, I just order it myself for friends and family, um, but there's definitely options out there and you're welcome to reach out to me if there's more that you want or, or anything else you see that you have interest in. But that's also a good way to break into meal planning is by having some of those things laid out for you and determining what structure you like. And it can also be a fun family event as these, you try different things and you prepare different dishes. It gives you a little bit more of a teamwork experience if you happen to have others at home to be cooking with you. A few other notes. Um, I mentioned that you're more likely to reach those health goals because you are choosing what you eat. Things tend to be lower in sodium. Things tend to have more fiber. You get more vegetables. There's fewer carbs. All of those things are going to help you on your health journey. Certainly overall, the full spectrum of what you're eating at home versus out is going to depend on how, you know, how fast you can make adjustments and that kind of thing. But you will see progress when you start doing these things. And then I mentioned about some of that decision issues, you know, as you get asked, what's for dinner, mom, what's for dinner, Han, what's for dinner. It can really help with some of that stress, whether you choose to post it in the kitchen and saying, this is what's for dinner, or you just know ahead of time that this is what's for dinner. So hopefully that's given you a little bit of insight as to 
meal planning, and it doesn't have to be super difficult. And certainly I don't stick to my meal plan hundred percent of the time. There are times where I look at my stuff. It's like, I don't know why I thought I wanted to eat that. I not in the mood today. So maybe I'll make Friday's dinner on Thursday. There's nobody saying I can't. Uh, so, you know, I have all the ingredients. Let's do it. We'll have fajitas tomorrow. Today, I really want this. So, you know, there's definitely room for some of that. You know, if you're thinking about making chili and the day you selected for chili turns out to be 70 degrees and sunny, uh, maybe we'll move chili to that rainy Saturday afternoon. So you can still make those adjustments. You don't, it's not set in stone. It's not poured in concrete. You can do this. So feel free to reach out, ask some questions. If you've got questions about the Epicure or you have questions on the Lime Life Planner, I love Lime Life and they will bend over backwards to help you with anything that you need. I do not get commission on them. I just love them and spread their joy all over. So you take care, reach out. If you've got any questions, you can reach out to me, Beth at honeybeehealthcoach.com. You can reach out to me on the social media channels, honeybeehealthcoach. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, if you've had some insight or received, feel that you received some quality information, please share with others, please rate the podcast. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you haven't already, be sure to find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Honeybee Health Coach. And don't forget to join our community on Facebook for free pre-diabetes health tips and support. See you next time.